0: hey everybody want to welcome you back to the life success legacy podcast i'm chris bay joined by two of the mics i've got mike crawford hey mike hello hello and mike everett how are you sir
1: good morning back in the back in the saddle
0: back in the saddle you spent a little time away did you have a good time away
1: we did it was very relaxing if we would have had to do one thing different one thing only we bounced around to all these different cities and changed hotels. Each time mm. we would have found one hub and gone out from there.
0: Mm.
1: I'm not very good at, at uh, disorganization in travel.
0: Mm-hmm. My experience <laughs> with you is uh, just from observations is you like to move into a place, put all your clothes in the dressers, have them set up like it's at home and then just be settled there for a while. So you had oh, to do that over.
1: I was living out of my bag. <laughs> I'll stop, stop. there because I could go 18 different directions on that, but I'm going to stop because I could get frustrated. I, I believe you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, um, for the listeners, enough about us. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> of me? Um <laughs> We are going to talk today, kind of go down memory lane a little bit on our own IBC systems and mm. peel back the, the curtain uh, as we have learned more, as we have um, experienced IBC personally as clients, mm-hmm. um, all those things that we've kind of the hard knocks we've done ourselves early on so that our clients can learn from that and they don't have to experience those things we actually wanna share what are things that we would have done differently with our own <laughs> IBC uh, systems. So um, as we kind of popcorn around, we'll share different ideas and all, but also just to give some context, like where are we with our own personal IBC systems um, with that? Mike Crawford, I think you actually are starting a brand new policy, right?
2: Um, Recently we did, recently? we started, um, I guess it was, well, ironically almost a year ago now um no on <laughs> yeah. Milo wow. uh, well we started we started new policies on Marion um myself uh, about a year ago we just paid our, our you know second premium pretty recently and then during the same calendar year sometime mid 2022 we started a new policy on um, Milo and some of that stemmed from conversations that we had had as a team associated with guaranteed insurability for children. And, you know, starting there for me would be looking back that would definitely on Milo's first policy um, would have been something I added on the front end for for that policy. Um, You know, I think it's such an affordable option that heaven forbid he become uninsurable, we at least have that, you know, Mike Everett, pillow um, <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: Well, because with kids, you can't do the terms. You can't do the convertible terms. Mm-hmm. And so you're either doing whole life IBC style, mm-hmm. hopefully, right? Or you have the option of the guar- guaranteed insurability rider on kids. Yeah. And I would say the same thing, Crawford. I, we didn't put guaranteed in, uh, guaranteed insurability riders on our mm-hmm. first little bitty $1,000 a year premiums on, on the kids. Yeah. And so we should have. I wish yeah. I would have known to do that. And I would have. And, and we've talked about that a lot with our, our client our newest clients of
2: yeah. probably a good idea to
0: do this. Yep. Yeah, we
2: just had a team meeting about it. I mean, on Monday, I know, um, Everett, you weren't there, but we talked at length about the guaranteed insurability and the conversation we would like to have with clients moving forward. And it's cheap, <laughs> right? Like yeah. Now,
1: I- I'm going to throw this in. You know, Since the GIO, the guaranteed insurability option, has been a topic of conversation, yep. I've actually added it to a couple of clients' policies. Mm-hmm. It's been an add-on. So even though they were a year into it or two, we've been able to add it in there. I mean, it's yeah. still an option. And for like 30, 35 bucks a year, holy yeah. cow, it is so cheap.
0: Yeah, cheap. And and I think um, we did a podcast not too long ago about <clears throat> different writers. And mm-hmm. people And we talk in depth about some of those different things. So people can go back and take a look at that as well. So yeah, uh, agreed. I would have put guaranteed insurability rider on the kiddo policies um, when we started out. Crawford, can you just give um, the listeners a little context of what your IBC system
2: looks like? Yeah. So in 2015, um, we started two policies um, immediately, one on me and one on Mary uh, for $5,000 and, you know, traditional build, 2K base, 3K PUA. And, um we, we chugged through. I went from a career, i.e., you know, quotations, I should say, that was um, pretty stressful, and but I did make a salary um, to full commission. And um, that was, you know, a little bit of a shell shock in a lot of ways. And what we learned was we had to kind of take baby steps and, and learn how to make our system function within the parameters of the money that we had available. And so, um, you know, It was a little bit of a slow uptake. Um, And also, I think for me, one of the biggest things I wish I could have done better or helped better with is helping Mary understand the concept a little bit more in depth. And some of that's just my personality. I'm a little bit more like Mike Everett, where it's just, you know, go, go, go. And (laughs) Mary's personality is a little less like that. And so I think... I was I was in third gear before she even got out of reverse. You know, she was barking, uh, you know, backing out of the parking stall and I'm already down the street in third gear, you know? And so um, I think that would be something I would have really appreciated thinking through a little bit better from that perspective. Um, mm-hmm. I think our plan's fine and we're doing well, but obviously, you know, it could have been early on, we could have taken more advantage of the policies. Mm-hmm.
0: So you started with the two fives, And then eventually you rolled in a policy on Milo. I remember doing that podcast. in Mike Everett's office. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, you've added another policy on Milo. We've added another policy on
2: Milo and we've added another policy on each of us as well. Just another 5k. And again, her education level and where we were, she just felt that that was the right number. I tried Mm -hmm. to push for 10 apiece (laughs) and uh, she kind of pushed the pause button. But, you know. They'll still work the same way. We just may have to add a few more to continue staggering and franchising our policies, so. which
0: good. Which isn't a bad deal. I mean, sure. um, no. No. when I think back on how we started, we did the opposite. We started pretty darn big and had all of it. We did four policies and Mike Everett was not recommending these size policies, but once I finally, after nine months, drank the Kool-Aid, I was all in. And I was like, (laughs) okay, in the financial world, the sooner you start and the bigger you start, the better that will be long-term. Well, we bit off more than probably we should have, but um, we've we've made all that work. There were a few hiccups along the way, which we can talk about, but um, I wish we would have, rather than starting so big all at once, Still have the same amount of premium, but I wish we would have staggered those throughout the year, not start yeah, right. them all at the same time. Um, for us. Now keep in mind, we were single income education family, and so we were pretty tight, yeah. uh, financially. Mm-hmm. So that, that's one of the things I would have would have changed. Um, and our system, we have uh, we're starting, I believe it's our 11th policy. And our system is a combination of IBC policies. The majority of them are IBC policies on our family members. Um, And I have one on Mike Everett uh, personally, and that was before we were business partners. And then we also did um, three convertible terms, Um, one on each of the kids and then one on Sean, we actually had to do hers at the time we had to increase her death benefit in order to increase the kids' death yes. benefit. So we did convertible terms on all. Them. And, and I would reflect back, I personally would have maxed out as much death benefit in any combination of IBC whole life and convertible terms. Mm-hmm. Um, Garrett Gunderson, who's an IBC guy, if you read um, the uh, What Would the Rockefellers Do and several others. I, if you're thinking legacy and long-term and flexibility and safety nets and all those things, I would have maxed out and convertible terms so cheap. And at oh, the time yeah. we started, it I, sh- I wish I would have just gotten as much convertible term on all of our family members as I could have. Mm. So, yeah, we're actually starting a new policy. We just uh, are doing the app right now on Sean. Um, she turns 59 uh, in Good December. You, and so we're uh, we're we're getting another policy on Sean, and I'm actually wondering. Originally, I thought, oh, we can replace that convertible term with sure. this new policy, but I'm actually thinking we might hang on to it. Yeah,
2: um, I would. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think I, it's I, a it's a conversation point because, like, that was actually what stemmed. You know, when when my dad passed away, we we just he had just uh, paid a second premium on his whole life policy but we didn't start any other policies on him. And the death benefit wasn't large um, because it was only a two-year-old policy and it's been fine, mom is fine, everything's fine. But that got my brain really churning and that's why in 2022, we started those additional whole life policies, but we did also start some relatively decent sized term, convertible term policies on both Mary and I just to continue building up that you know, goal of like human life value, which we've talked about in previous podcasts as well. And we're nowhere near it, but it's just a constant like franchising and adding, whether it is the whole life for using it in infinite banking, or if it's mm-hmm. the term to help buffer those um, what ifs of life.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's funny that we're talking about mm-hmm. these terms because I have had multiple conversations over the last month or two with people that have term policies in place and as i am pondering this i'm going to go back real quick when i first started we just said cancel them i'm going to tell you what i do now is i i tell every almost without fail keep these policies in place because number one just like you said chris they're dirt cheap and number two you can't replace the death benefit and the cost of that policy today Yeah, Mm -hmm. because everybody's gotten five or 10 or 15 years older and uh, their, their health is different i mean there's just a number of different factors there so i i i've completely switched i mean like it's a 180 where i go keep these things in place in fact i have a conversation yesterday on a long zoom, I said, no, you need to keep these policies in place. They are a good thing because if you jump off the earth too early, everybody wins. Yeah.
0: I I think it historically takes us back that, um, Mike, when you, Mike Everett, when you started into IBC, it wasn't out there, right? It was hard to find information about IBC um, and, mm. and we weren't even bringing up convertible terms to people. I remember being down at a think tank talking to Russ and Russ said, now you guys, are you doing convertible terms for people? I was like, and I was like a deer in the headlights. I was like, "Yeah, no, tell me yeah, about like, the, what, you know? what is
1: convertible terms? <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and so that really shifted. So to our listeners, it has been an evolution of us learning more and more mm. about, Design of policies, about writers, about companies, all about how we can um, creatively <laughs> utilize our policies and systems. So mike, you've you've had um, the most seniority with your your policies and your system. When you think back how you started and over the years, are there things that you would maybe have considered doing differently?
1: Yeah, you know, for anybody who's listened to some of the old podcasts, they they know that when I got started, I borrowed money from the bank to get my policy started. I would not have done that. What I would have done was I would have gone to a monthly plan, hmm. and this way I would have utilized my income to actually fund the policies. All that does is it pushes things out one year, yeah. and how fast you, didn't, is the you didn't
0: have a bucket of money at that time. I had
1: no bucket. Yeah, I had no bucket because, <laughs> you know, when I, I was switching careers, I went from the PNC business to IBC and literally I had to start all over. Mm-hmm. I had a non compete with my old uh, with my old agency, which, you know, that's pretty much stuff that they write into, you know, uh, resignations and stuff like that. But I would have gone to a monthly plan. It would have simplified the way I would have done IBC. Number two, I, since I borrowed the money from a bank and I needed the policy loan for income, one of the things that I would have changed completely was learning about policy loan repayments, which you said this when you first started talking on this podcast was, we're taking a lot of our bumps in the road our failures (laughs) and sharing them with our clients so they don't experience some of the things that we've experienced so these experiences that we've had good or bad are a super positive thing for our clients to be able to not get them in the kind of sticky messes that some of us have been in sure but yet in the midst of all of that you know when i first started doing this in 05 early 06 we were trying to search out life insurance companies that had a clue about (laughs) ibc and i know this is going to sound terrible and if there's any company people listening to this now i apologize sorta (laughs) we are still struggling with Educating the home offices about what we do. And we're experiencing this right now by helping our companies understand that our clients are taking policy loans. And after they take policy loans, oh, they're making policy loan repayments. How do they do that? You know, all the different features that go along with that. So um, I, I would have capitalized my system differently and I would have learned how to pay, make policy loan repayments and not been so gosh, I hate to say this out loud selfish (laughs) with the the policy loans that I got, because I thought, wow, look at all this money (sighs) and not go on vacation. When I really needed to actually reduce some debt. So those kind of goof ups, uh, really, um, they complicate things in people's plans but yet in the midst of all of that we build in we build in flexibility we build in freedom for people to make these kinds of errors or goof ups so we don't get them down the road two and three and four years where they're going I I can't keep doing this
2: yeah you know chris so, you you used to say something well, Mike Everett used to say something and then you would reply to it. He used to say, You're gonna screw this up. It's not gonna be perfect. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna mess this up. And it used to, I think, make you a little uncomfortable.
0: Well, he'd do it in the middle of boot camps to to all of our, you know, potential clients. And I'm like, he'd share his story of how much he messed it up, didn't you know, borrowed money for premiums, didn't do loan repayments, and did it year after year. And like, golly, they're going to think we're just flat out idiots. And Sean, my wife, she's the one who said, no, it's actually magic. Because then they know it doesn't have to be perfect and it still can work.
2: That's right. But that's one of the things that, you know, our team does really well is that we are, I don't know if the right word is vulnerable, but we're, we're open to. transparent transparent to giving yeah. this information to anybody, um, mm-hmm. listeners, clients, potential clients, um, other agents, whatever it is. And I think, you know, in a world of finance where everything seems very mysterious, um, you know, we are trying to demystify a lot of those things, right? You know, and give that context from Nelson's perspective, our own experiences, the experiences of our clients, obviously, without naming names, but just like things that we can completely be transparent to um, those who we speak with. Because I think, just like Sean was saying, it is very comforting whenever you are working with people that are that um, open. Transparent, yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I,
0: I Mike and I did a, uh, did a coaching session with a client uh, recently, and I've done several others. And I will pull up my google sheet of our Mm -hmm. policies Mm -hmm. it shows our loan balances (laughs) it shows our interest that we pay it shows everything (laughs) and and you can tell people are like i can't believe you're showing me this it's like look we're all in this together yeah right we we were clients as well we are clients as well and, and I, that takes me back, actually, so Mike Everett was our coach, and it was early on in his career, and IBC was just new, and Mike, you were just looking for companies that, as you said, had a clue about yeah. IBC, and I'm, I'm trying to think, um, the company that we started our policies with, yeah. how long had you been licensed or contracted with them when you did our policies, would you say?
1: what year was that, was that? 2011,
0: 10? 10, 11, 10, 11.
1: Okay. So that probably would have been maybe three years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: maybe three years. And then at the time that you became an IBC client, I had been on my own for one year.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were new and learning and Oh, doing all those kinds of things. Well, and, you know and, how I am. Company... It's, fast
1: forward. it's fast forward everywhere I go.
0: Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's get this deal done. We'll worry about the details later.
1: Yeah. That well, nine those months details, was laborious. <laughs> those details
0: actually came back to bite both of us. It because, did. Because we have policies with a company that will go unnamed. Um, yep. We have policies with a company that, because the way that was structured, y- I was able to put in my premium and pull out the full cash value the first year. Yep. But the second year I put in the full premium and you only would get access to one month's cash value at a time. Well, in in our situation where we were with cash flow and everything else, that was not going to work and we freaked out and everett and i we met with company representatives we were doing all this work and that's just the way it was with so just an
1: fyi because infinite banking was so so new even in 2010 2011 that company actually made a change midstream mm-hmm. it was disheartening for me, but I had actually met with that company. And not in so many words. I was in well, gosh, I was getting ready to give away their home office (laughs) location, but not in so many words, they basically told us that they were not interested in this kind of business.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I thought, Yeah, I remember Lynn and I had lunch with a couple of the marketing executives and the executive vice presidents, and it was like, I'm not sure what they just said. (laughs) And it it caught us completely off guard, but yet I thought, you know what, I I changed gears pretty quickly, and I re-upped a relationship that had been that had gone by the wayside from my previous situation Mm -hmm. and uh it ended up being one of the very best decisions that we ever made and we are all experiencing that now because they 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 really kind of invested time and energy they would come to the think tank every year Mm -hmm. they would have somebody speak on a panel they would have a booth available and uh so this uh this ended up being a really great relationship for us and the IBC clients that we were that we were teaching and bringing on board for IBC
0: yeah i'm not sure how we could have gone back and have prevented that that was just kind of the the price of tuition, right, of learning. Right, we right, have, right, We still both own those policies with that company, but because of the structure of when you get the cash value, all I did is I switched my premiums to monthly and I rarely use those policies for any of my banking just because logistically it's a hassle. Yeah, it um, is. So I pay my monthly premiums, I've that's like my emergency fund, there's cash sitting in there, you know, those kinds of things.
1: That's what I do too.
0: Yeah. Um, So, okay. Any other thoughts or or reflections on things you would have done differently looking Mm. at your system over the years?
1: Oh, boy. Um, You know, one of the things I'm I'm fortunate because we learned once again through the School of Hard Knocks, I literally have policies scattered throughout the entire year and I mm. I sat down and figured out mm. I have 21 policies now and uh I think I have one month that I don't have a premium due.
0: Mm. I'm surprised you even have that month.
1: <laughs> well, it's actually July mm. if you can believe that. But, but your travel. So,
2: so you don't have time for applications.
1: Well, it's so funny because i was talking to uh, i was talking to one of our rvp's yesterday and he said july is the worst month of the year in the life insurance industry. Huh. And people are on vacation We've things are happening. That.
2: i mean chris keeps a tally. i mean he's like, you know, he's got a little abacus over there and he has all of his
1: stuff.
2: <laughs> and, so and, true. Uh... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've looked at that before. June and July have sometimes been very um, sluggish for us. Sluggish months, yeah. Um, Yeah. Sluggish. You know, I think, (laughs) I know this podcast is about maybe things we would do different. And I think for me, one thing that I might continue to do different is what Mike just said, is I want to continue stacking policies um, by month um, and try to do that. Because again, the the beauty of infinite banking is its flexibility is it's uh you know continued growth and if you have these premium deposits every month we get paid pretty much monthly right what if we just move that money into a new premium every month right i mean it takes time i'm eight years in and i won't be there but like it'll take time but i think that there's an aspect of that that i think (laughs) is a really like it's on my brain a lot in terms of like things i want to continue to do to expand my system and you know work with clients help them understand that as well
0: yeah for our listeners page 48 as mike was just saying is expanding the system to accommodate all income literally yesterday i had somebody asking me that and i and i said it's not time yet but let me explain (laughs) yeah um expanding the system to accommodate all income. Mike Everett is probably of the people I know in a position where he could do that. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is not because of his income or anything else. It is because he has mature policies spread throughout the year Mm -hmm. because you need that in order to put a dollar in premium in, you need to get access to at least that dollar to live on. That's one thing so he could run his income through a premium every single month and then pull it out and live on it. But I also believe you have to tie in the the Nelson's third principle of don't steal the peas. You have to have a system of loan repayments in place also because if you're putting money through premium and then pulling it out to live on, your loan balances are just going to continue to grow. They on. are. So expanding the system to accommodate all income is totally doable, mm-hmm. but Mike when did you start your first policies?
1: 06, early 06.
0: Okay. And and we're in twenty three, right? Yeah. Ooh. So so it takes <laughs> a while to build a system of policies and they need to all be mature and you yep. have to have the cash flow to be able to do loan repayments.
1: Okay. Yeah, those those premiums are that dollar is creating uh like a buck seventeen. That's a good, by the way, that's a good, for people who are all hung up on rates of return, that's a really good rate of return.
0: That's good. Okay, so the bullet points, I'm kind of thinking back, you guys helped me here. The things that we might do differently, one, um, put guaranteed insurability riders on kid Mm -hmm. policies, grandkid policies. Um, As soon as kids are um, no longer minors, as soon as they're basically 17 and a half years old, I would... Max some convertible terms yep. on yep. them. Um, we would probably, rather than doing big, massive policies all at once, we would probably stagger and do smaller ones throughout the mm-hmm. calendar. Right? Yep. We've done the research on the on the companies. We know which companies work for IBC now. We've done that. The school of yep. We know that. Um, what am I missing? Did we get all the bullet points?
2: Policy oh, loan, loan repayments.
0: Payments. Policy loan repayments. <laughs>
2: education, (laughs) just general education as well. Like, you know, that's principle number three. Yeah. Principle number three. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Making sure that, that um, in a marriage and a relationship, both partners are um, at least to some degree understanding and you have mutual purpose. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Good stuff guys. Hey, thanks for joining um, to our listeners. Check us out at life success, legacy.com. Um, We have, as you know, tons of books. If you haven't read Nelson's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, um, if you're not a numbers person or you prefer to learn through stories, my book, uh, Family Banking with Purpose, is a good learning tool for you. You can read it in less than an hour and a half. There it is. Um, If you're a listener, obviously our podcasts are a good tool for you. And if you prefer to just talk to somebody, call Mike Everett. (laughs)
2: his number will be flashing on the screen no i'm joking
1: (laughs) oh my gosh
0: we can get you a phone call with mike everett for nine dollars and 99 cents
1: no (laughs) no i'll talk to him for zero (laughs) dollars
0: good stuff guys thanks everybody for joining us we'll catch you on the next one